leaving college is a big change for everyone. I think no one really knows what to expect. You have to be careful getting yourself into a mental trap just because I'm doing a job today that I have somehow defined my entire path to the future. When they have a hundred pictures in a room after they're all talking, they will fight for you over anyone. Taking that insatiable appetite and tying it with what you're really good with. When people live that way, others around you notice there's something different about you. Did you want to be a CEO when you were a kid or did that kind of just happen? It never occurred to me to be a CEO when I was a kid. If a student could articulate that, employers may pass out. Welcome back to Practive Passionate. Rashab and I today will come to you from a treehouse. No joke. Hop on over to our Twitter if you want to see us in this treehouse recording with Christmas lights hanging up. I just moved into a new house and randomest thing, they have a shed in the backyard that I kid you not, <laughs> the uh, the guy who lived here before us, his wife wasn't too happy with him, so kicked him out. And so he decked out the back shed, turning it into like a livable space with like heating, electric, air conditioning, a uh, little loft upstairs uh, that we now have in the backyard of, of the new house that we're renting uh, out in D.C. And Rashav's obviously here, came home for the holidays to see his family it's, right now. It's so weird. I literally, I was telling Alex, it could be like the sickest Airbnb. If he's ever strapped for cash, this would be the place to rent out. <laughs> and, and why are we in the treehouse? Because the rest of the house is empty, has no furniture. And this, funny enough, was the best space acoustically to record. Uh, so here we are in this treehouse, not in a recording studio. It's, it's a nice atmosphere, so we'll, we'll go with it. Today, we want to talk to you about why New Year's resolutions are horrible. Like, it, don't don't make <laughs> don't don't make them right. What you're going to fail to achieve if you set goals once a year and don't reflect on them, like just kind of spontaneously. I think I'll work out more next year. Okay, like yeah, that's my goal. I'm going to work out more next year. Like that's a horrible goal. It's a horrible freaking goal. Or do you see those people on Facebook? I don't know if they come out like, oh, this year you're going to join me on the journey. And like, you know, weekend they start posting pictures. Come February, they just stop. Like I just, you can just easily point those people out. And it's like, man, this year, this is going to be it. And I'm like, well, how are you doing it? What's the system? Like, you know, they haven't thought about it like systematically. And the only a- accountability aspect that they have is the number of likes they're going to get on that post. Like, Here's why New Year's resolutions are are horrible is because a lot of people, they just set their goal and it's not tied to any of their previous history. It's not tied to anything they've tried in the past. It's just, I think I'll try this this year. There's there's no reflection, which is 90% of the goal is knowing where you've been. So you know, like what's worked for you, what hasn't, because why set a goal that you've made in the past that you haven't hit if it hasn't worked before? So let's start off with reflection. Yeah, that no, sound good to you, Rochelle? Yeah, no, spot on. Yeah. All right, so here's how I usually reflect. I usually think of three different categories of things that, things that are going on. Uh, things that went really well in that past year. Things that went okay, could have been better, could have been worse. And things that did not go well, definitely need improvement in 2019. And I say you should hit all three of those because one, obviously it's it's obvious on the lower end there with the things that didn't go well. Things that are went okay, well, there's room for improvement, so let's include that in there. And things that went well, you don't want to lose those things in 2019. You want to keep That's those things point. out figure out. And then what all, that also gives you a chance to do is identify the patterns of behavior and habits that you were able to stick to. And you can look into why. Why do you think those worked? These other ones didn't. Kind of gives you another way to break it down to be successful with the goals that you need to set to hit those things that went poorly. Yeah, so you're not starting from scratch, right? You're working with your with your assets. That's why New Year's resolutions are horrible is because everyone tries to start from scratch and that's not the framework you should go into it with. Yeah, or I think it's also like, (laughs) 
you know, you have the people that celebrate the material side of Christmas. I also think there are people who celebrate the material side of New Year's where it's like, man, I'm going to set out goals just because other people are doing it. And they write things down on a piece of paper and like, that's it. They'll just toss it aside. Just people do it just because other people are doing it. That's not the reason why. And I think you're going to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. And, and New Year's, like we're going to, we're talking about like, you know, set your goals. Now, since everyone's doing it, whatever you want to set your goals, we get it. Set your goals. I'm setting my goals. I, I still use this as one of my many checkpoints throughout the year. It's just timely. So we figured we'd get you on a different schedule. Start doing this monthly. Don't just, what we're about to go through, don't do this once every year or else you're going to fail to to track your progress and then change your behavior. Move. It's like running a race, figuring out your, your shoes untied at the finish line, which cost you a couple seconds because you tripped when like halfway through, you could have figured out, oh, my shoes untied. You know, now I can run the rest of this race a lot better because I've identified a problem and figured out how to overcome it. Now my goal's set for the year, right? So let's make sure that this isn't a one-time thing and that you're doing this consistently. Monthly works for me. It gives me enough time to see a, a habit start to form, but then also identify some of those issues I'm having. Yeah. I mean, so give us an example there. What what was one of your goals for 2018 that you looked at month over month? For 2018, one of the things I wanted to do was meditate. On, and again, I say 2018 vaguely, but I think I came up with this in like March because I do set my goals on a monthly basis. So it wasn't necessarily at all of 2018, but in March, I was like, I started to really learn about some of the health benefits of meditating, being more present in certain spaces, being more appreciative of the things you have. And I was like, okay, I want to start trying practicing mindfulness meditation, something I learned about from Sam Harris in, in some of his earlier podcasts. And so I was like, okay, this is going to, this is something I'm going to start doing. Uh, and it never turned into a habit. And I know that through this checkpoint, I've realized, you know, these past months, I have not hit that at all. I need to identify, okay, what are the root causes of, of why I didn't do it? Well, I didn't have time. I didn't have structured time. Well, hang on. I hit the one thing I did really well in 2018 was I hit the gym more than any, any other time I've ever hit the gym. And it's because I had an allotted time to hitting the gym. I love getting up early. It's great, but I can't get that active in the morning. And so instead of just being like forcing myself to do that, because then I would fail because I wouldn't get out of bed. I like to sleep in a little bit. Call me a millennial. <laughs> but in the afternoon, I have, I have a great burst of energy where it's like, I need to work that off. So then I'm like, okay, we'll play to my strengths there. I'm really active in the afternoon. Why go to the gym in the morning? Because everyone else goes to the gym when it's like, to me, my best time to go to the gym is the afternoon. So I'm going to go to the gym in the afternoon. It's the same with this meditation thing. Maybe... Maybe it's because I tried to force myself into a specific time. It was like, okay, when I get home from, I just graduated in May. So a lot of it was like when I get home from class in the afternoon, but then some days I'd be on campus a lot later. And so I wouldn't have time to meditate that way. So it's kind of like looking back on 2018 for me and, and at least one of the goals I set back in March meditation, the reflection for me needs to be, it didn't work because I wasn't setting the right time to do it because based on these other goals, I was able to succeed in those because I did this. So I should apply that, maybe try applying that to meditation and overcome those obstacles. Does that and make sense? Is that, is that clear? Yeah, I guess I just wanted to kind of revisit some of the things you spoke about and taking a step back. I mean, was me like, realistically, was meditation a super high priority in your life? Probably not. Uh, like, I, I see what you're getting at here. It was something that was like, if I had some of those other things like working out to me was more important, right? So like, I, I, I stressed right. that time. But for meditation, no, but it's something that does keep reappearing. And the times I have meditated, there have been benefits. So it's kind of like, yes, I, it's a difficult thing to sit down and do nothing for 20 minutes because, you know, we're all so active. You're so active. I know I need to incorporate it. Now it is, you know, some of these things you realize like, okay, you know, right about now, I've probably been getting some benefits from, from consistently meditating. So yes, I'm going to make that a priority now. 
because I've been able to hit some of these other goals, I can focus on this now. So uh, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, because like I think <laughs> you're already going to answer the the question I was the point I was going to bring on was the fact that I think a lot of times, and I'm always at fault of this, is because I look at something that other successful people are doing, and like intrinsically, I really strongly don't have any desire to do it. Like, I'm like, oh, like, you know, if I really want to take care of my finances, I should be like really tracking penny in, penny out. Or like going to the gym at 6 a.m. because early morning squad. Exactly. Like like the grinders. And I'm like, okay, innately, like, do I really want to do that? Am I making that a priority or am I just letting the external factors weigh my decision? All right. So let's get on. You brought up, you know. Uh, spending yep. and financial stuff. And it was that one of your goals for 2018. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, okay. I failed <laughs> like horribly. <laughs> and it was just, I knew a couple of new things that would come about, but I think again, it goes back to that priority thing. Innately, I really had no desire to do it because the only thing I thought about was that I need to do it because other people told me to do it. So I think looking at it differently and just sharing that with other people where I'm like, there's no one to blame, but myself, because I didn't hold myself accountable to make that goal a priority. And that's why I ultimately failed. So why is that going to be important for you moving forward to actually succeed in that goal? Because I saw the consequences of not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Not being broke. Yeah. So, I mean, like moving out, like being on your own. Okay. Yes. You know, you can live paycheck to paycheck. Like certainly I like wasn't eating ramen every night or so, but I think we mentioned this when Leslie came on, like not having that sense of guilt every time you go Mm, out, you know, not having that sense of guilt every time I go and buy a Chipotle burrito, like knowing that I can do it. I want to put myself in a position where I'm like that, where I don't need to feel like, oh crap, like this card better swipe through. It's like, that sucks, especially when you're working full time. So like once I got to see those consequences play out in real life and it was tangible and it hurt and you have to swallow that pride and it's like, oh crap, I better get my shit together. Then it's like, okay, then it really becomes a priority. Hey, LinkedIn, raise this man's salary. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, LinkedIn pays me well. Like, it's not about that. It's just, <laughs> I do a horrible job of tracking stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. All right. So you get, you understand the reflection part of it. Like what Rashad just did, he identified, he didn't just identify, okay, here's something I didn't do well in that I kind of was planning on doing well, or it just kind of bothered me overall. And here are the root causes of it. Right. I mean, what, what are some more of those root causes? Would you say real quick? Uh, why, well, I, why didn't you spend well? Like, why didn't you spend your money wisely or a budget? I think it was, well, again, going back, the priority wasn't there. And the next thing was I didn't have an accountability partner. Okay. And I found that with all my other successful habits, and this is where the idea of knowing where your strengths are also comes into play, is when I have, like, another person or a team around me where I can, like, not only share my failures but also my success, that's when I'm at my best. Like I literally love working with teams because they hold me accountable that sometimes I might fall under because so many other things are happening. So it's like, I didn't have anybody to go to that would be like, dude, like, did you like spend more than you would? Or like, I didn't have like a good visual. And I feel like, you know, maybe with budgeting, I could have even become a little bit proactive and just downloaded an app that literally shows me a push notification. Like, Hey, you're $30 over what you said you'd meet cut back on your spending that would have that would have done that would have paid its dividends but i didn't go out of my way to do that and it's because i think it was that lack of accountability that was coming in week over week yeah i like how you like yeah don't try to solve the problem in this reflection part like you're like you did you mentioned the downloading an app downloading an app but like just look for the root causes why did you fail and how can you overcome those failures as you move forward so i think we've given you the reflection side of this things reflection side of things I don't know if I mentioned, but, you know, five for things that went really well, 
five things that okay, five things that went poorly. And I say that as an arbitrary number. If you if you find seven things that you really need to improve upon, you know, sometimes I find it like in my bandwidth, five is about all I can handle. But, you know, maybe it's few or few. I did things that went really well in 2018. Yeah, there were some larger things, but I only had four of them, right? Like I only had four things that like habits that I consistently hit on that I knew I needed to improve on in 2018 that I did better than 2017 or better than the months previous. I'm speaking in terms of years, just I guess to go with the theme here of, of New Year's resolutions. But um <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, and before we transition really quickly, is when we reflect, and this has really helped me actually of things that I've done poorly. Uh, Simon Sinek talks about this, like this simple change in vocabulary. So when I talk about I'm not good at my finances yet, internally, I'm telling myself I'm not good at my finances yet. And adding that little bit of just buffer for yourself and getting yourself to think that like, okay, just because you're not good at it now doesn't mean that you won't be good at it for the next year or the next month or the next day. So just add that little bit and see how your kind of life just changes. And I think when you're doing that reflection piece, be like, okay, I failed because I didn't do this. I wasn't good at this, but then think about it, digest it, but then be like, okay, no, wait, I'm not good at this yet. And then just move forward from there. So I'm not really good at running Microsoft yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to run Microsoft yeah. one day. Right? Okay. Glad yeah, I would quit if Alex became the CEO. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into that goal setting. Rashad came up with an idea here, and I promise you this isn't a, a plug for us for the book, but Rashad and I did release a book, Experiences Over Degrees, ended up becoming an Amazon bestseller, which we were very happy with. It's nice to see the fruits of your labor. Um, but that was entirely smart goal driven. And so to help you create your goals for 2019, and as you move through month through month, we want to give you a framework for how we work through this specific goal to apply it to your own life as well. So let's start off with writing this book smart, right? It was a smart goal to do this. So we had to be very specific with what we were going to write. It wasn't just, Rashad, we have a podcast. What's next? Let's write a book. No, it was, we have a podcast about these topics. It was going to be around 100 pages because no college student in the right mind has even has the time to read something more than around 100 pages. And then it was going to be about X, Y, and Z topics. Again, very specific. It wasn't just a vague, let's write a book about professionalism or landing a job after college. It's like, no, it's going to cover, it's going to cover networking. It's going to cover actually finding your passion. This is what it's going to cover. So we're very specific with it. Yeah. I mean, I think we also knew that our reasoning for wanting to deliver this in a book format is because the visuals are so important here is when you can actually see what a good follow-up email looks like, what a good resume looks like, what a good LinkedIn looks like. When you have that blueprint and it's actually in your hands, you feel a lot more empowered. So rather than deliver this via podcast, right, even though we love making this, we knew that we had to put out something different that when students picked it up, they could actually take it and make it their own. You're right. Actually, because our, our goal wasn't just to write a book. It was to write a successful book, right? Exactly. It was going to be to sell one that it was going to be to make one that was going to actually, people were going to be interested in reading and it was actually going to be valuable. So we were, we were specific and needed to have tangibles. You're right. And then in our goal, you know, when it became an Amazon bestseller, like we hit our goal because we were very specific about what it was going to include. Yep. It's a really good point. Yeah. So how do we make it measurable too? Like, Yeah. So when it came to being measurable, I mean, that's, that's a little bit in line with being specific. We were, we were, it was measurable in terms of this one's also kind of a cop out for us because it's like, it's only, it's one book, right? The book's (laughs) either done or the book's not done. 
I know for some of you that are working like gym habits or eating habits, it's a little bit hard to be to measure things that are actually in line with the outcomes you're going to receive. Because if you just say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, but then are you effective with your five days that you're in the gym? You're not going to get outcomes. So that's, I don't know if that's necessarily a fruitful goal. If that's what gets you started, but then works for you by all means. But when it comes to being measurable, make your measurements based on the outcome. For Rashav and I, it was becoming best-selling authors on Amazon. Make your, your gym habit to put on X amount of weight, to lose X amount of weight. You know, whatever you want that to be, make the measurement next to the outcome. And I think the healthy distinction to make here is that's not going to come overnight. And I know like we don't want to beat a dead horse and be like, everything comes with time and patience. Like really understand that because every day we wrote this book, it wasn't like, oh man, no one is talking to us about this book. Clearly, why are we even writing this? So for Measurable, I think it helped that we knew that we weren't going to be finishing a book overnight. It wasn't going to happen. So we held each other accountable. We knew that when we would come into the table week over week, we asked ourselves, hey, did you do your section? And that was kind of an easy thing for us. Like it's I, I, a cop out, but for a lot of you guys that are kind of, you know, setting those goals right now where you want to go to the gym, you want to gain some muscle, you want to lose some fat. Are you making a, making it a priority to go to that gym that Monday? Did you measure that? Now for attainable, you want to make sure your goals are attainable. For Shav and I, that was, okay, well, lucky for us, we've happened to speak English. Uh, it was not Rashav's <laughs> first language. Uh, I spoke Australian coming to these. Nah, come on, that's a cop out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it something that was, we actually not necessarily had the bandwidth for, but was it something that we had the skill set for? And it was, it was, we knew a lot about this topic. We had learned from countless mentors. And then we had gone and done it ourselves. So for us, it was totally attainable. Writing this was absolutely attainable. We had the network to back it up as well. That could help us with the editing, with the publishing, all that jazz. So that's attainable. Do you have anything to add for attainable? No, I think that's good. Realistic was making sure that we had the bandwidth for it. So Rashab and I live in two <laughs> different states and somehow we've kept this going. I guess now we find ourselves back here in this treehouse together. In a treehouse Again, check yeah. that out on Twitter. It's a beautiful treehouse. Shout out to that divorced guy uh, who had to live in this. Poor guy. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind it here though. It's kind of cool. Cozy. <laughs> Get away is, from the chaos of the house a little is, bit. It is a bit more your speed, I guess. And I think the distinction with attainable versus realistic is the fact that with our jobs, with the time that we had, was this within our priorities to do it? And honestly, yeah, it's a number one against all yes. our other priorities. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, Rashad moved Chicago. I'm I'm here in DC. Both had nine to five jobs, but we had that time after work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not to I, not to take that over. No, 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 you're. I think the, the example, like, just to kind of add that on to bring that life for, you know, you guys listening to this is like, yeah, you might be graduating right now, and you certainly may have the skill sets to go get a postgraduate degree. But if you have a five-year plan of getting as much experience as possible, is that really real? Yeah, it's not in the cards. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, yeah, so time bound, Rashad and I had a calendar to look at, made it helpful. It was like, this day needs to be, this day, this needs to be done. And every day we'd hit, every time we'd hit one of those days that need to be done and we had it done, we'd highlight it in green. And every day we didn't hit it, we'd highlight, highlight it in red. And at the end of it, being able to see some of those yellow, some of those reds. It was like, were we actually on track hitting our goals, which is great as a, as a very tangible thing that you can actually measure yourself against. Super helpful. But I would definitely recommend writing out a calendar or some sort of visual representation. I know another one of these things for me a while ago was I would every day that I like successfully completed what I wanted to complete, I'd put a check mark on a whiteboard in my room. And, you know, I got to 12 check marks. You see 12 checks on your, on your board and you're like, well, sh like crap, I don't want to, like if I, if I don't do this tomorrow, those 12 checks go away. It's 
it's like there's something about that i mean in the book too we give a shout out to charles dewey who writes power of habit and he talks about some of these ways that you can sort of track your progress it actually helps you keep that habit in formation so again that find that visual component of this it's going to help you stay on track but time bound basically rashav and i knew that week by week it needed to be broken up of okay we're gonna have this chapter done by this time and we set five months uh, around five four or five months i think it was what, four or five months so we yeah got it. something like that something like <laughs> that so that's where it was everything was connected to time very specifically do you have anything to add there yeah i think all of that encapsulates it really well for the smart aspect of things. But I think once you've really narrowed down to the point where you're like, you know, this is a goal, you've measured it out, you built that calendar, find people within your tribe. Mm, yeah. And I think that was the most crucial part for me because obviously like an homage to smart goals, it's very important. We still stick by them. But I wouldn't have done this without Alex holding me accountable. Without you holding me accountable. Oh, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> like, I guess the plug while he's right here. But I know that I would have failed within two months in because it just, I knew if I didn't see those gratifications or people holding me accountable or people kind of supporting me when things got really hectic, that I would just be like, okay, I, I'm going to let those things go because my priorities need to shift. The more I was transparent with the people in my community, of other people who are also accomplishing their goals. It doesn't have to be the same goal. As long as we're constantly sharing, hey, what were your wins? Where did you fail? How can I help? That framework, those three questions, it helped immensely. And it's the reason why I'm sitting here five months from now and people are in awe based on the fact that we can do this. I think it's just based on the people that we surrounded ourselves by. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I don't know, I always go back to just in general, I think life is happiness is only real when shared when you set your goal it's like yeah you feel great but if you can accomplish that goal and someone else is accomplishing their goal and you're succeeding you you know you go have a drink or you know you go maybe you know it's like oh when we accomplish our goals we'll uh, go to i don't know why bush gardens just popped into my head (laughs) (laughs) it might not even be near one it's basically like a six flags type thing here in virginia i don't know if that's a that's a chain or anything yes it's a pop bush Bush gardens popular okay yeah yeah, yeah. all right so i mean like you have someone to go enjoy the fruits of your labor with it's it's a big thing kind of like you know i mean this wouldn't be half the fun without rashad since since he gave me a little bit of credit before i'll i'll (laughs) I'll throw it back and and, i mean obviously yeah this wouldn't be half the fun if i didn't have someone i could do it with so good basically long story of this little love note here find a goal setting i'm not going to say go find a new resolution partner because new resolutions are stupid (laughs) new year's resolutions are stupid but go find someone who's going to consistently set and then reflect on your goals with you he's going to ask rishav why didn't you hit that spending goal you had this past year Alrighty, guys, I know we covered a lot, lots of weird laughs and weird tangents, but just from this treehouse, from the treehouse, but to kind of recap everything in from this divorced guy, (laughs) poor, I don't even want to say poor guy. He's, I don't know. You guys should check it out. So many plugs for the treehouse. It's, it is pretty cool. Anyways, to go back to recapping what we just talked about. When you're reflecting, it's not just on a yearly basis. Resolutions aren't just one and done type of thing. Do it month over month. Ask yourself in a smart framework how you're going to accomplish it. Find a tribe. Find that other person who's going to be your accountability partner that's going to hold you to that goal. And lastly, ask yourself in that reflection period, what went well, what went okay, and why did it fail? And take all those things to kind of set yourself up for success for the next month. Do it 12 times. Trust me, you're going to see a whole lot of change in yourself by the time you know it. Thank you so much for being 
our listeners. I mean, for whether there's five of you, whether there's a hundred of you, we'll keep doing this because we love, we absolutely love it. And we love the guests that we bring on. They love being able to share the knowledge with you. So one thing we do ask is just that if you get the chance and have a few moments, we'd love to get some feedback. Like, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you want to hear in 2019? You know, Rashad and I even have some goals for, for 2019 that I think, you know, you just want to share them, yeah, share them with our listeners here. You guys are part of the tribe, just like anybody. So yeah. for 2019, for this podcast, I mean, current numbers, we've we've had around, we're pretty fortunate to have had around 7,000 total downloads of our episodes. I think it was covering like 23. This makes like, I think, number 24, the 24th episode. So obviously it's our goal to grow this podcast because that means that we get to grow with more people month over month. So for 2019, we want to grow with a lot more people. So if you want to help us do that... <laughs> If you want to, I don't know if you've been hearing banging, by the way, it's because <laughs> when I'm trying to make a point, I start banging my hand against the ground. Michelle's it's got like an imaginary gavel here. I've been hearing it constantly. But... Uh, it's a power <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, if, I mean, tell your friends, help us uh, reach our goal. You know, we'd love to have that number per month, you know, being able to grow with us. So share this with your friends if you think it's great content and then building relationships with you all. You are our listeners. We want to be able to help you expand your network there's someone you've heard on our podcast that you want to get in contact with, we'd love to put you in contact with them. You know, we'd love to help promote your career as well. So we want to help. We want to build a relationship with you. So yeah, thank you for being our listeners. And we look forward to growing in 2019 with you all. Yeah. Big things coming, not just for the whole year, but month after month. Take it easy, guys. Coming from the treehouse. Yep. <laughs> this is Alex. <laughs> this is Rashad. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends. Our goal is to empower as many young professionals as possible. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and haven't yet done so, throwing us a rating or subscribing helps us know we're headed in the right direction. If this has left you wanting more, visit us at practicallypassionate.com. We're here to help you on your journey. Again, that's practicallypassionate.com. As always, thanks for listening. This is Alex. This is Rashav.